said, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Deeper and deeper with every move I make. I'm falling deeper and deeper. These souls from underground keep calling. Why is it that I do what I do? Why is it that only to the streets can I be true? I ain't never been shit. My people's been told me so. Hold me, yo. Niggas don't know me, yo. Cause they ain't not that far. It's not to get niggas. Rip niggas, split niggas when you hit niggas. Long as there's bodies to be caught. There's shotties to be caught. Hotties that transport. Big guys to extort. I cry for help and niggas don't hear me. Alright, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jers, a.k.a. Life As I See It, episode 79. Uh, we got Gert in the building. We got C in the building. Uh, Rico Key might be joining us a little later, but um, I, uh, you know, I have to start here. I don't, you know, I'm not excited about it, but we spoke a lot at length last week just about you know the current situation what was going on with dmx and obviously everybody learned and and knows by now that he passed away so first and foremost i definitely want to say rest in peace to dmx um you know that one definitely hurt that hurt the culture it hurt personally um you know like we said last week man x is x like he's one of one and um it was a it was a big loss for hip hop. So, um, I kind of want to ask you, Gert, right? Because you being from Yonkers, um, first question is: Do do you? I mean, not do you know him, but like just being from from the city, like, did you see him around a lot, or did you ever cross paths with him? Definitely uh, seen him. My fair share. Never really. Um, so before rap. You know, um, X was a legend in Yonkers, and I would say pretty much a few other places before it's dark and hell is hot. Um, so me growing up as a youngin, I used to see him, you know, uh, with his dogs. He used to walk through my block, uh, the line, uh, Rob Niggas on Ravine. He used to come through my block and Ravine was the street like underneath mine, I guess is how you would call it. But um seen him a lot as a youngin walking through, but I was a small, you know, small kid back then. As I got older, still seeing he definitely was in the town. He definitely was somebody you could see, touch, have a conversation with, bump into. You know, all that fly shit. I was uh, talking to somebody at my job and he was saying that uh, years ago, he was at a random pool hall in South Carolina. It was like a hole in the wall pool hall. And he said, X walked in. Um, He was mad chill. And, you know, he was like, yo, you know, y'all play, can we get a game? He said, they got a game. They smoked, they kicked it. He said he was just real down to earth, real approachable, wasn't stuck up, wasn't arrogant, wasn't on no Hollywood bullshit. He was just a man of the people. So, you know, you hear a lot of stories like that. I never had the pleasure of meeting X or even actually, I don't think I've ever seen X in person. Um, But every 
person that has ever said that they had an interaction with him says the same thing. And even interviews from celebrities and even examples that we've seen just on TV from afar. I mean, X to me was the realest ever. You know, he was always his authentic self. Uh, he never apologized for who he was. Um, he never he never hid his faith. He was very forthcoming with his faith. Um, and he just he's just a, a a a dope person, man. So that that's a real big loss for Yonkers, a real big loss for hip hop. So real quick, just to add to that, you know, um being from New York, being from Yonkers, New York, prior to DMX, you know, whenever you would say where you was from. Be it the whole upstate and you know the the funny little jokes and shit. But um once his dog and hell is hot came out, niggas had a lot more respect from for, for Yonkers after that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, if you from Yonkers, you could go anywhere in the world and say you from Yonkers and people know where you from. Word. I attribute that to DMX alone you know the locks came in and they carried the torch you know they didn't drop the ball at all but uh dmx let you know he was from yagas and uh he wore that shit proud he put that shit on his back and home of the brave that's y'all that's y'all uh that's, that's school street that's a project in yagas where people think he's saying the whole yagas no Okay. That's a project in Yagas where I want to say he was from. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll go on record saying that's where he's from because that's what they would say. But is he, uh, is he from the same project as Mary J. Blige? No, Mary J. Blige is from Slowball. Okay. Okay. That's that. It's maybe like a five, 10 minute walk though, the distance of them. Where? Uh, see. Did you uh you have any thoughts of, about X? Of course. Um, <laughs> I always say that um, DMX is my top five dead or alive because he is. Um, when I first heard DMX, I have to attribute it to my cousin Travis. My cousin Travis thought that he was DMX, <laughs> and he thought that he was like was snooping them. He thought he was just everywhere, but. He was the first person who introduced me to DMX because I always go to my uncle Skeeter's house sometimes and I used to hear that um, whenever he would come around. So, um, and my mom, she listened to him too. So it's kind of like, it's been embedded in me and I'm not talking like commercially or whatever, I'm talking about DMX. Like it hurt, you know? Um, and people say like, you know, like you battle with addiction and everything. When you are dealing with addiction, it's harder on the people around you than it might actually be you. Um, so I am feeling for his family because his family went with him through the ups and the downs and the battles. Um, so, I, I mean, I know he's at peace, but I know they are too. You know, so um, I feel bad for them. And I just want him to know, like, he's respected. He's a legend. He's, he's like, the amount of respect that people have for him would never go away because he was just such a respect, 
a respectable guy. Like when you said that guy told that story about him being in a pool hall, I wouldn't expect nothing else, nothing mm-hmm. less, because there's stories of him paying for everyone's food at a restaurant, like saying, God told me to do this. Like he was very spiritual. So I have no doubt that he's in heaven, you know? Um, but it is it, it, like, when I heard it, I wasn't shocked. You know, I wasn't shocked and messed up about it. I will say this, um, going forward, I would just like the news outlets to kind of be like, you know, cognizant of what they're putting out because everybody was reporting that he had passed away. And there's some celebrities that might have known, like, I'm not saying that he didn't pass. What is it, Saturday? It was Thursday when the initial reports were coming out. Thursday. Like th- Thursday night. Yeah. So then, did he pass away on Saturday or Friday? No, Friday is when the news actually broke via the family. Okay. But people were putting it out that he had already passed away. And it may have been that he had already passed away. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But certain people knew that and they were putting that out. And that right there is just classless. You should not put out that this man has passed away before his family got the chance to. And yeah, you want to show your respect, but it's just like everybody wants to be first. You want to act like you got information or you got inside stuff. This is still a man. He's still a father. He still was a a lover to someone. You know, he still was an ex-husband to someone. So you can't just sit there and just be so careless with information just to divulge it first. I think that's so nasty. Like my thing is you don't cloud chase on someone like that. That's that's just the hierarchy of hip hop. Like you do not do that to him because he was not that. Like let them get their stuff off as his family. And then you should proceed with caution if you really respected that man and loved that man. I get it, but you let that family speak. Certain people still ain't speak yet on it. And actually, I think it was Lunell, the comedian. Lunell had uh, posted something on her Instagram story uh basically saying you know yeah you know my friend i love you you know you're not here it's hurt Uh, i'm hurt by it so on and so forth and i think from that news outlet outlets took it and ran with it and twitter was going crazy so there was people there was people who posted it before her on my timeline and i'm pretty sure um you know when i seen it I, i i was pretty sure that it was accurate but um, I agree with you, see, 100%. It's tasteless and it's classless that you're trying to be the first to report on someone's death and not allowing, you know, that person's true loved ones to handle it how they see fit. Exactly. And that's why the manager had to come out. I think the manager was pretty much doing damage control. Yeah, Steve Because Rifkin. I think even at that, yeah, Stephen Rifkin, my bad. Even at that time, they probably had already knew, but they were trying to process so, things. I'm, they might have. I don't, so I'm just- what, what happened was they were, you know, trying to get everyone there mm-hmm. to see them off in, in their own right. The family was trying to get everyone there who wanted to, you know, see them. So, uh, yeah, for people to just report that as well. That's know? nasty. Yeah. And it's yeah. just it's disgusting at the end of the day because how do you imagine if you drive, like, because I've been in that situation where I had to lie to someone and tell them that their loved one was not 
gone yet because they were driving to the situation. So mm-hmm. I like felt icky even yeah. doing that, but I had to, cause I was told to, cause I was like, keep, they said, keep her calm. You know, she's on her way. She's pregnant. She can't really take a lot right now. So make sure you just, you know, they couldn't talk. Right. So I had to be that person. And for me to be that person, I was just like, that's nasty. Lord, forgive me. But imagine being that person that that's just like, yeah, we're reporting like that. That's disgusting. Yeah. And I have no respect for any news outlets. And and people, people. Yeah. People in general. I have no respect for that. And I just don't understand why everyone always turns death into a spectacle. I wasn't shocked, like I said again, that this happened because it didn't look good when they reported it. But still, at the end of the day, just give people enough time to uh, process their loved one's death before you report it news. And the New York Post is disgusting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, you know, once once again, um, you know, rest in peace, DMX, um, dog for life, and... um, you know, I'm sure we're, his, his legacy is, is solidified. It's going to live on forever. And the game is stupid. Can somebody tell the game to shut up? What he do now? He said that DMX is receiving all this love now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? First of all, everyone loved DMX. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't like those Even people. when DMX said he was a cop, everybody was laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do this DMX? Like. I, I get what game was trying to say. I don't. Um, but it was like not the time, place, energy. He's saying, you know, and not to try. He, he's saying like every stop waiting till people die. Like love them while they're here. I, but everybody I, did I, love DMX while he was here because they did the verses. They always nobody ever like took away what DMX was to the culture. Nobody. Even in all stages of his life, he made music. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind was my little sister's song. Like that was like the first rap song that she used to recite. And she's 10 years older than me. But it's just like his music resonated with different people. Nobody is discrediting him as a legend. With Nipsey, they did. A lot of people didn't know Nipsey until he passed away. That's the fake love that he received. And I think it was more so how Nipsey died. But if you know DMX, because DMX has been in every, he's been relevant in every decade. He just did a, 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 drink, a drink champs interview that was great and phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Everybody always took time to acknowledge him. Um, I don't think, I don't think that's what he meant. And it, it, it's not on me to try to clear up what he meant, but I think he was, in my personal opinion, I think he was trying to say people talking about the drug use opposed to just loving him for who he was. You know, when people bring up that, because, you know, prior to this, when you bring up DMX, people bring up the drug use. So it's like, you know, people are people. Instead of worrying about other things, just love people. It's how I took it. Right, wrong, and different. I, you know, it, I don't think it was the time or the place for him to say that, but I think he was trying to be positive about it. I don't think that he would. I think it was unnecessary. All right. You may want to say, like, the drug use. Now, there was. Oh, go ahead. There was, and, you know, maybe there was somebody who mentioned that. 
I don't know who the person was. Um, he he was saying that, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't even want to repeat it. But it was somebody who mentioned, like, a statement along those lines of, you know, um, nobody tried to help him or some shit like that. Master P? That's who it was? It might have been Master P because he was saying, like, um, nobody was talking about the drug usage or something like nobody tried to help them like rappers should have a union or something like that that's what he was saying like we need to start helping our rappers our legends but i don't think that okay drug use aside like everyone has their own vice like we talked about it last time everybody has their addiction and whatever whether you it's only up to you to try to get help and want help and receive it so regardless of that i don't when I think of DMX, the last thing I think about is drug use. If you really, really love that person, you really, really been there and you like, I'm not saying it like he's my cousin, but that's like, that's my top five. Grew like, up, I like we really like, grew up with yes, DMX. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if this was like a, no offense and I hope this, I know it's going to happen, but not right now, like a whole thing, like those are like, or a nods thing, like that would hurt me because these are people that I've seen that have impacted my life. Their soundtracks have been a part of my life. Like baby, it's going to be okay. Like when, like my pop pop died, I used to listen to that song all the time because that got me through that. So it's just different things that like resonate with me. And the last thing that you think about when you're honoring someone like that is like, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily go there and I don't really think I got a crackhead in my family that's been alive, like for like 75 years. So drugs <laughs> ain't really what took you out of here. It's just, I mean, things happen. And when it's your time, it's your time. That's the bottom line. When it's your time, it's your time, regardless of whatever. I mean, come on. Like, it's just different things. Like, you can't just sit here and say, oh, it was the drugs and we should have got him help. I don't think that's it. I think it's when it's your time. Word. So look, let me um let me let me switch gears real quick. And I didn't I didn't have this um on the docket, but it was something that um I, I had actually meant to mention last week. So um I was watching an interview with Bill Bellamy and he was just kind of talking about, um, you know, his, his career as a comedian and, and his come up and his journey, so on and so forth. And as he's talking, I got to thinking like, damn, like, first of all, I think Bill Bellamy is one of those comedians who I think by the general public, he's overlooked a lot. But Bill Bellamy really, like, is a pioneer in a lot of ways for the culture. If you think about um, his role in MTV and, you know. I forgot about that. I was like, exactly. I was a pioneer for the culture. Right. Well, well, that's mainly what I'm speaking about. Like, like his role, his role at MTV was major for the culture because there was nobody really doing that like that before him you know what i'm saying and i think that um it led me to the question of um or to the to the point of like giving people not just giving people their flowers but also kind of like really realizing certain people who we may have forgotten about who really kind of like you know ushered in this this 
this new way of doing things or or change the game in some sort of way. So, um, I mean, like I said, it really wasn't much of a deep dive to do. It was just something I, I, I was thinking about. Um, I didn't know if y'all wanted to add to that at all or if you thought of anybody else who maybe was somebody who kind of gets overlooked in a particular space that you feel like is responsible for, you know, the change in the trajectory. Um, so again, y'all could chime in if you want. If not, uh, we can move on. But that was just something that uh, that I had wanted to mention. I like Bill Bellamy, but I forgot about that whole MTV wave. Um, I would say Lala, uh, just keeping it on the MTV wave. Lala kind of like introduced Lady, uh, you know, VJing for me, like on MTV. Um, and I would say Tigger. I used to love my little uh, rap city in the basement. In streets. Streets. <laughs> I used to love streets. Streets was my shit. You're talking about hits? Yeah, hits from the streets. No, hits from the streets. Thank you. <laughs> streets. You know what I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hits from the streets. <laughs> my mm-hmm. bad. That's a that's a ghetto movie called Streets, ain't it? It's a it's gotta I be. I think it is. I think it's a ghetto black movie I used to watch. But anyway, him. Yeah, word. Um, but yeah, that was it. So um I got, I, I want to remember the Sporty Thieves for making no pictures. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? Sporty Thieves are, are I would call them semi-legends, but that was a legend, that was a legendary, that was a legendary moment because at that time, you know, no scrubs was the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> Just to give, good. I would say just to give the male perspective as raw and uncut as they did with the comedic style, that shit was amazing. It was amazing. To keep it real, I get mad now when I'm out in the bar or something and uh, scrubs come on and pigeons don't come on after it. They used to but, cut it off and play uh, pigeons. They used to do just, that. They used just, to blend it yeah, in. MTV will go between the two songs. Um, when they played that shit, and that was dope. That was a dope moment in hip hop. It was. Shout out to the Sporty Thieves. They from Yonkers too, though. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I see, ain't know that. No, I didn't. I didn't really. Look up. <laughs> I ain't know. I, really did. Did. I just know that it was no pigeons. Yeah. Word. You heard the song. Yeah, I said they used to mix it in. (laughs) No disrespect. Dang. Word. So um, so moving on, right? Um, Something I guess we could consider a little more serious or whatnot. Um, So apparently the co-founder of Black Lives Matter is under investigation for stealing money. And um, the actual report um actually see do you have the the report of like what it said because i want to kind of i want to kind of get it right um yeah i i want to get it right you know we've been talking a lot about the black lives matter idea and movement and i think they're two different things i think the idea of black lives matter i support all day because it's not that anybody else is irrelevant or doesn't matter. But the reason we screaming back Black Lives Matter is because it's apparent or it's seeming like y'all don't care about Black lives. Y'all killing us. 
y'all been killing us and y'all ain't stopping. It don't seem like no time soon. So the organization, however, um, if you've ever read the mission statement, it really isn't what they are projecting it to be. It's not so pro-black per se. And um, I'm not so... I'm not so for the actual organization, uh, but the phrase, what it means and what it stands for, I support that all day. Um, but yeah, so, you know, like I was saying, they're under investigation and um, see, do you, you got it? Yep. It says that Black Lives Matter chapter the new york um city black Lives matter chapter is reportedly asking for an independent investigation after the organization's co-founder uh patrice con colors well yeah colors purchased four lavish homes totaling 3.2 million dollars hmm. so i got a question sure is that he that shit out there running it up and niggas is trying to catch her <laughs> from running it up. <laughs> is niggas hating on her? Um, she's just trying to be great, clearly. Now she purchased a home in Malibu. If you're from New York, why are you trying to go to Malibu? What you trying to do? Well, you could go wherever you want to purchase Nah, you can't. Not with no Black Lives Matter money. No, you can't. So what are you doing? Well, so see, so what's your what's your thoughts on the whole situation? My thing is this, this is, this just makes people look so, so bad. It makes the, okay, there are people really out there fighting. And that's what like the whole Tamika Mallory thing was too. I get that activists aren't supposed to be broke. I look at activists as I look at the preacher at church. They're getting donations. Um, they're getting money. They're getting funding and they are using it however they see fit. But the problem is, is just like with some churches, they get back. Some churches, they don't. And so like when you are paying your tithes or your offerings or whatever, like, for example, the church that I go to here, they give out like during the pandemic, they was giving out free groceries and stuff. So I know that the money that I'm giving is going somewhere. These Black Lives Matter people, if you are spending a hundred I mean, $1.4 million on a home, that $1.4 million can be used for the cause. Like you could get people out of jail. You could do whatever you got to do. How, I just don't, I think if you needed a home, you ain't have to do $1.4 million. I think that's absurd. I don't think that's hate. I just think that that's greed. And some people use certain platforms to get what they want. And I think that's what, it comes down to and sometimes you have to vet these people to see if they are really about the cause because we are really just people at the end of the day some people are touching money that they ain't never seen before in their life so they're only going to do what they know i agree gert yeah um people should start putting standards on the people <laughs> on, on these entities they donate to uh, Red Cross is another one. Um, you know, yeah, before you give your money, you should be checking how the money is allocated. What, where does it go? Um, because I'm pretty sure all of these organizations have a breakdown. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, these people need to be held to a standard if 
you know, well, the people donating should be holding these people to a standard because I'm not giving them nothing. My, I ain't going to hold you. I'd rather give it to a little kid on the street, but I'm not giving it to none of these organizations. I don't trust them. I don't trust them either. Like when you go to the grocery store and they say, hey, you want to donate a dollar to the troops? No. <laughs> no. Because it's not that they don't need the money, this, that, and the third. It's just, how do I know that my dollar is going to what you say is going to? The same way with tax dollars, like we pay taxes, right? We all pay taxes. And our taxes, the, the, I, the shit that this paying for ain't nothing that I requested. Like, it's nothing that I want. I wanted to go to schools only, or I wanted to go here or whatever. That would be a good way for you to delegate your taxes. I get that. I like and, that. And then I need verification from these entities saying, yes, we've received X amount of dollars, or we do receive a, a monthly or quarterly amount from the donations that come from people. Like we need to just see the I allocation. Giving you that much information. Nah, well, a lot of it, a lot of it, if you actually look it up, like I said, even with like the Black Lives Matter mission statement, most people aren't going to go that far to even read the mission statement, right? So I'm just saying, I'm just trying to encourage people to just, whatever it means to do the research, just do the research enough to find out if what you're investing in is actually, you're getting some sort of return on your investment or you're getting what you're intending to get out of it. You know, don't just blindly do it because somebody said, this is what it is. Yeah, I agree with that. But a lot of the times people aren't, like this stuff don't come out until somebody then did some work and they didn't look through and they didn't pencil through and red line stuff. It don't. Nah, it, it well, this shit don't come out until a nigga get mad at they cut. And they be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting what? It means right. too late. Oh, she just bought four houses after? Well, how do they know yeah. she's not using the houses for the cause? She could have people staying oh, in these houses. Down even for the cause, all right. <laughs> she like Black Lives Matter. Mine, I'm black. <laughs> get paid, young nigga. Get paid. <laughs> <laughs> How so big that it came? With- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I told you I'm thug. <laughs> hey, so um, real quick, just to uh, not to circle back too crazy but um uh the show godfather harlem is coming back i believe this week and um and i know that you know we were talking about even x being on the intro music of the song so um i just think that again you know his his presence will still remain to be felt even moving forward because when we hear the song or, we'll, you know what I'm saying, we see certain things. I de- I also believe he was recording an album. Um, yeah, you asked me to hear that. I was like, hell no. I still, I mean. I believe that album is finished. I believe, I, I don't think I'm, I don't know. Yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> Limbo. <laughs> let's leave it at that. But wait, oh, wait, that is an interesting question because are you, Looking forward to hearing it. Can you listen to it? Is it, you know, just going into it? What, what's the emotion? Say it comes out this Friday. What would be your emotion going into that album? I will be looking. Because you do know, 
we do know he did record it. It ain't like it ain't like it's songs that's just thrown together, you know? Yeah, because generally speaking, right, to answer your question, generally speaking, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of rushing to hear a project after someone passes away when it's when it's like people just piece unreleased songs together and put a project out. I'm not a fan of that. Um, but if they recorded it in its entirety, it's cohesive, it was intended to come out, and then they had an untimely death, yeah, I'll, I'll still listen to it. I think now, I think people will probably be a lot more inclined to listen to it because you have your fake you know, fans that just want to be a part of the hype. So I do think it's going to be a big deal whenever it is released because he did pass away. I'll say that. I, I think it was... Um... So, you know, we, we spoke about this, but I was looking forward to it, me personally. Um, I've been waiting for this album. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to it personally. Where I'll listen. I'll give it a listen. I don't think so. But I'm going to um, hear what y'all got to say about it. <laughs> and if y'all say it's a go then I'll I'll try because honestly I wasn't looking for it I um still listen to old music I like the old music and I'm good with that it's just like listening to no disrespect but it's just like listening to new 50 I really don't care um and I'm not rushing out there for a 50 album so not to say that x and 50 are on the same level but I'm not rushing to listen to that because last time I heard him I ain't really like what I heard so I'ma just remember him like I remember him word well five that are alive speaking of hearing things or not hearing things um you know like I said before we got a segment on the show called did you catch that and um this week um I want to shout out super friend of the show um woozy woozy Vegas, aka Frankie Badlongs. Um, he dropped a new project a few weeks ago called the 40 Below Tape. Um, you can go stream that now on all your DSPs. You could go purchase it on iTunes. Um, it's a super dope project, it's real hip hop. He produced everything himself. Um, yeah, he produced everything himself. Um, and it's a real, it's a real good listen. Um, did any of y'all get a chance to check it out or hear any of it? I heard some of it. I didn't finish it. I heard um, some of that. And you talk about me. It wasn't even long. <laughs> <laughs> it was like six tracks, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I heard some. What? Two? Three? You see, you heard the whole thing? Yes. That's my type of album. No more than ten. <laughs> you see you you turn your homework in you turn your homework in on time and you want to tell the teacher you want to remind the teacher we did have homework last night <laughs> all i'm saying is around 13 it get a little shaky but <laughs> under, i'm gonna listen to that <laughs> i did like what i've heard though um i just you know my lifestyle though <laughs> busy sometimes got you i understand but but for me it's where i hear it and i i gotta listen to that in the car at a high volume i can't uh i can't ipod 
stuff like that. I mean, AirPod, excuse me, AirPod, shit like that. I need that. <laughs> Where'd you get huh? that? <laughs> get the iPod. Just saying. I need that in the uh, the car at a high volume, going uh, extremely uh, at a safe at a safe at a safe speed, doing the speed. No, fast to that no. music. <laughs> no, I need that. I need that at a fast speed. Right. Well, 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 fast with the speed limit because we're all law-abiding citizens, and we don't. I'm pushing red lines. All right, I try. <laughs> I'm like. Eh. <laughs> we're. Yeah, so shout out, shout out to Woozy, man. Shout out to Woozy. Um, and everybody out there, y'all should definitely go check it out. So again, it's it called it was a good listen. It gave me that like Wu Tang, a little, you know, Benny the Butcher, Conway. I wanted to do like boom, 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 boom in the background. Yeah, so it yeah. gave me a lot. You gotta do that. You gotta hit him and then you do the boom boom boom. Nah, he had his own ad libs in there. He had some stuff in there. I got a little ad libs. I could add a little something if you need something. That's why the Word. vocals are in. <laughs> Word. But nah, he was, it was, I liked it. I did. Um, and it really brought back that. Like if you like that Benny the Butcher Conway, and you know, if you like that Zelda. type of rap, you'll like this. It was, it was nice. He was talking. Word. Niggas that can rap. You can yeah, yeah. If you can like rap, but that can rap. But I didn't know that he produced it. So the beats were good too. And then I seen he kind of like switched up his flow because I've listened to him before. On some of them, he um he switched it up a little bit. So I like the growth. I like everything. It just it's good. It's good music. Word. Go cop that. Go cop that. Go get that. Um, all right. So now for some some foolery. What's going on? So a picture surfaced online with Kid Cudi wearing a white dress that apparently Virgil from Louis Vuitton designed. Off um, white, off white, off white dress. Say, yeah, it, it might. Oh, yeah, I think it is an off white dress. It is an off white. Say off white. So we've seen um, many people. Uh, most maybe. For me, one of the most notable people speaking about it uh, was Dave Chappelle and how he was just speaking about the industry and how they make you or make men, Black men in particular, um, the image that they're portrayed in is just emasculating. And they always try to put us men in a dress and think it's funny and it seems that after they do that, they seem to go on to higher levels of success prior to whatever level that they were at, um, you know, beforehand. So I, I Gert, what, what, what's, what you feel about this, man? This is crazy. I kind of disagree with that last statement you made. Um, so as far as what you're saying, I believe that that's in the comedic realm. I don't put that on rappers. Um, rappers have the leeway to do what they want when they want. Um, and well, he's an actor too. Favorite, he's an actor too, as well. So Kid Cudi, yeah, uh, didn't know that. But I just, I, I think 
not I think. I've thought for a while, um, and I this doesn't sway me one way or another. There are men who like men. Um, and that's the reality of the world today. It's true. That's true. When I see this, I'm not shocked. Uh, it's not for me to tell him he should probably come out the closet because I don't think he's in the closet. Um, there's a video years ago that surfaced of another man kissed him on the mouth. Um, this is the same behavior. So I don't, I, if that's who you are, I feel like be who you are. I agree with that. I'm not, I don't look at that as Hollywood did that to him. I think he, that's his bag. And he just operating in his bag. Um, he living his truth, <laughs> as I see it. So it's like, I, I don't, I don't feel no way about it. Me personally. See, what about you? I think the dress was tacky. If you want to wear a dress, like at least wear a nice dress. Like young thug, he be wearing the good dresses. He should have <laughs> got with him because Virgil just threw that sh on him. Um, I don't care uh, about Kid Cudi and what he's talking about. They tried to say that it was a, a tribute to Kurt Cobain. Uh, Kurt Cobain wore a dress? I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, you know... He they said he passed April 5th. He was trying to do a tribute or something. I don't know what he was trying to do. All I know is he was in a tacky dress looking stupid. And I, I just don't, I, I don't get the whole statement of it. Like you just be doing extra stuff just to be a topic of discussion. And that's what you're doing. Instead of using your skill to be a topic of discussion, you do this. Cause this out, you could have like wrapped some fire. Don't nobody know what you said. Cause they just looking at you on SNL in this dress. I don't think nobody was like, hey, you're gonna be more successful. Like you said, girl, I don't think it's that because he's already cutty. Everybody knows right. him. But this was just like a, it was a chase. It was a clout chase and it was like disgusting. And he could have got a better dress. That's all. <laughs> Word. Um, I do wanna, um briefly because we've already talked about this but uh just a quick note or update on the whole deshaun watson thing uh it is the update uh, well re recently two women actually like revealed their identity one gave like a press conference like sniffling and crying saying that you know you've you've scarred me for life i suffer from anxiety and i can't do my profession anymore without thinking about this and I have um, a question. Is this sure. a, so? Then women? I got a comment, but you go first, see. I just are these white women? She wasn't white. No, she looked like she might have been Spanish or something. Um, she wasn't white. No. All right. So I'm gonna just come out and say this because ain't no other platform, pod, or anything else gonna say this. But um, one. He wasn't doing nothing different than Robert Kraft was doing. Two. Robert Kraft is a nasty old man. <laughs> Dude, that shit is a lifestyle, right? So I don't know how many people know, understand, but that's the thing. Um, what he did, 
allegedly. They said he was up in the air. That's not no lifestyle. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's that. wild. Yeah, thrusting his pelvis in the air with no draws on is crazy at a massage. <laughs> I'm not talking about the bag he got in when he got in there. I'm talking about the bag that got him there. There are um there are people of the ladies of the day or the night, if you will, who make a living off performing happy endings those acts that it's alleged that he went to obtain. Oh, well also, this is this is not this is not alleged. Um it recently was confirmed via Deshaun Watson's attorney that he admitted to performing some sexual acts with at least some of the women, women that were consensual. So he said That's no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm speaking to. Yeah. The alleged was um, taking advantage of them. Right. That is a thing that people do on all different levels of the spectrum, from Robert Kraft down to Junebug. Um, and that's a real thing. So before people demonize him or cancel him, they need to understand that that's happening in every city across the world every day. I mean, now, people, if they felt. Uh, and, and, Huh? No, I'm saying I'm not demonizing him for that. I'm demonizing him for pumping air if he did that. Now that is nasty. <laughs> like I don't care what you do, just don't be humping the air around. Like, what are you doing? Like, but then again, I mean, you don't know if that's true or not. So um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so I recently saw footage of Black Rob. And DJ Self was the first one to kind of like release the information. But Black Rob, I don't even know what his illness is or what's going on with him health-wise. It doesn't look good. Um, he looks frail. And he said, and he said, you know, I'm I'm just real tired. I don't know what's going on. Um it's it's I don't want to see anybody like that. It don't have to be a celebrity. I just don't want to see anybody who I've known to be, you know, on the up and up. I don't want to see them like that when, you know, it seems like their health is failing to a point where, you know, the unthinkable could happen. I don't, I don't want to see anybody like that. But um, I mean, see, did you have any thoughts on the whole Black Rob thing? I think that um you know, seeing people like that is really, really sad. Um, they say he was homeless. Um, and just like, you know, okay, here's the thing. You know, just like Delonte West, when Delonte West uh, needed some help and Mark Cuban seen that and Mark Cuban went to go get that and help him. He didn't Mark, like- They said LeBron did too. Well, LeBron probably did, but didn't he, wait. Wasn't he the one that was with his mom or who was? Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but they said LeBron put up money to get him help too. It wasn't Before just or just Mark Cuban. From my understanding. It was it together? Was it a collaborative thing or I don't I don't know, but um I did at that time period here, LeBron said he would make sure he got him help and make sure he was okay. 
Well, all I heard was Mark Cuban got him help and Mark Cuban was giving updates on him being okay. He got him a job and he's doing rehab and everything. So I'm saying that as far as that is a, I'm not trying to bring race into it, but that's a white man who extended his hand and who did what he had to do for him. I will say this, Diddy signed Black Rob and he sees where he's at right now. I think that he should try to help him. That's all I'm saying. When you have the ability to help others and you talk about you love and you all this people and you peace and energy and serene and blah, blah, blah. If you have the means to get someone the help that they need, why not? And you're calling out corporations or not paying, uh, you know, black people the way that they're supposed to be paid and everything. And you're doing all of this, but you didn't pay majority of your artists, you know, the, the way that not, they're supposed to. I'd like to have that conversation. Let's do it. Um, about Puffy paying people, not paying people, things of that nature. Um, so first, when it comes to us Black people calling out corporations for wrongdoing, and there's a person who's in power doing it, who really doesn't have to or need to do it, on cold, quote unquote, I think we need to be on cold with that. And He's too many doing it because it's beneficial to him and his company. He was calling out GM GM Motors yeah. or something. Yeah. Motors, but, yeah. And but, they give him they do like commercials and everything else for on revolt or something. It was it was something to where as though it went along with him. But it would benefit other people. And right? him. So, okay, and him, but Okay, so I, I risk versus reward, right? I don't him, see him doing anything that um does not granted. does not benefit him in the long run. I don't. So I get what you're saying, hundred percent, right? But is it not going to help other people in the process? Yes. <laughs> so him doing it helps other people. Would you say more than himself? No, I think equally. My thing is just just that's that's like equal selfish. Well, let me let me ask y'all this question though, because is it wrong for you to do things that benefit you? Because anytime no, that's not, but that's your ultimate goal is you doing things. That's this is what I have. This is oh, wait. a discussion that I have often because you're doing something that is not being selfless and really wanting to help people is when you give to that to them and you get nothing in return. But, but when I didn't you deem, are, I, I didn't when you deem are, what you did as a selfless set. It was sure. it was to be beneficial but, oh, to I, him. I'm pretty and it's sure. the trickle down effect. Correct. Ultimately, and I want to help me. Ultimately, I am the team of me. <laughs> and I'm using that little Roscoe Jenkins analogy. Right. The team of me is I want to ensure that I am okay. And by me ensuring that I'm okay, yeah, it will trickle down to the African-American community. But most importantly, this will go towards my company and my goal and what I see fit. That's not doing something that's just going to benefit one person. And what I am saying is that even with the whole him not paying people, he has never. Okay, see, I'm out. You, you, you keep saying him not paying people, and that's not him an not act. paying people what they were worth, or him taking that, more than what the contract. Like he, he, he found a way to scheme off of his artists. That's not true. 
Well, that's, that's what everybody else says. So what happens is people agree to deals and when they get older, they get more information and they don't like the agreement they initially made. Yeah, that's, just that's, like TLC, LL agreed. Like it, it's the music industry, like with, with the pebbles no, or whatever. What I'm but, saying is he's done that, but, but that's a form of doing that to your black people. You should not, not. But see, if, if, if we have a standard contract, right? This is the standard contract. And I offer you a standard contract. It's on you to say, no, I don't want the standard contract. I am worth more than the standard contract. And this is not how I choose to do business, right? That's so, not fair. huh? That's not fair. It absolutely is. So, I don't think if so. You because look at you're, right you're now, looking so, at people who are starving. So, when you are saying, huh? I'm going to give you, you're looking at people who are starving, who are in certain conditions. They might not be able to afford a lawyer or anything. I think it's, it's you not, manipulating see, it's them. Not about, and I think that you're taking advantage of them. And I think that he, took advantage of the situation and you're mad because these billionaires are taking advantage of the situation that they presented to you, these corporations, how are you going to call them out when you need to call yourself out? So this is, where, this is where I disagree, right? If you look at the people's name, who's been associated with Puffy, right? Um, I, I, I always look at the means justifying the end. Right. So when you look at all of these artists, the majority of puffy artists that you know and heard of, I don't think would have been famous or you would have ever heard of them without him. Right. So there are a few of them who continue to push on and do great. That's no, it was all in I'm the videos. Even... All on. <laughs> No, but I'm saying, like, if we look at Mace, right? Mace had talent. Mace probably would have made it without Puffy. Yeah. But his music career, huh? I said, yeah. Okay, we look at the locks. The locks continue to, to thrive past Puffy. When you look at all of these other artists, though, you would not. So it, it, it's like the 360 deal, right? People I would expect deem the 360, 360 deal. Huh? No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. People, people deem the 360 deal as a bad thing. It's only a bad thing for a person who is good at their craft, who can foresee the future and know that they're going to make money in the future. But if you look at a here today, going tomorrow, the 360 deal is a good thing for them. So when you say Puffy gave niggas bad contracts, you can't really say that because there's people who gain fame. Like me standing next to you can potentially put money in your pocket for the rest of your life. You never have to get a regular job working nine to five just from me co-signing you. So if you ask a nigga, what is that worth to you? How much is that worth to you? Some niggas will say all types of shit, right? If you look at Lil Wayne, for example, I seen the interview of Lil Wayne saying, I don't care how much baby is giving me because he's giving me more than I would be making on my own. This is what he said when uh, the hot boys left. When Juvie, BG, and them left was like, yo, this, this nigga's raping you. Check your money. Wayne said, I don't care. 
he's giving me more than I would be getting on my own, and I'm grateful for that. Now you flash forward, he gets older, more information, more responsibility. Then he says, wait, time out. This nigga ain't giving me all he's supposed to be giving me. Yeah, but back then you was cool with it and you signed that. You I was okay to- with it at that point in your life. So anybody's going to be do, okay with that. Uh, real quick, just, I, I just want to say, at what point do you put responsibility on yourself instead of oh, blaming yeah. somebody? It's huh? not that it's see the thing is is that it's not that you should not blame yourself. The problem that I have, like, okay, like if he like you know how he did the making the band and the the whole Danity Kane, those things, he can take whatever he wants from them people because he brought them people, not to say it like that, but he brought them people together. Literally, he made them who they are, like a group. These other groups that came together, like the locks, like whoever. They came and they already had an identity. They knew who they were and they already had some sort of stardom. My problem is, is that African-Americans, we do not need to prey on each other. And that's that mentality. That's that. But I'm asking, where's the prey? The prey is, you know that it's a bad contract. Well, let me, let me respond to that because I'd, I'd be willing to say nine out of 10 contracts that you sign, always you always get less than the person who's actually making you sign it, whether it's at your job, whether it's at, uh, whether it's in business, very seldom, unless it's a 50-50 partnership. 10 out of 10. Well, no, unless it's a 50-50 partnership, and that's very rare. So I'm saying more times than not, you're going to get the short end of the stick when there's any type of contract of any nature. So you can't then demonize an individual who is, like he said, has a standard contract. This is standard practice. And Diddy wasn't Diddy back then. He was still on the come up himself. So it's not like he was even in position to to provide a different type of thing because he didn't have the leverage that he has now. Now, now today with Revolt, like I think that the, the deal that, Joe Button got to come to Revolt. I think that's a much more fair deal than he would have offered artists back in the 90s when he had Bad Boy. I, I disagree, Jerry. I, think, yeah. I, think, I think Joe Button went in and said, I'm not taking less than this. Mm-hmm. So I, I, the responsibility goes on the artist to say, if you look at the Joe Button Spotify deal, I'm not taking that deal. I don't want the money. I want this out of this deal. And nine times out of 10, if, if you ask me, when you got something to offer, they're going to give you what you want because that's what you want and you the ticket. Well, Jim Jones said, you don't get what you're worth. You get, you get what you negotiate. And that's, that's, that's basically what it is. You get what you negotiate. So make sure that if you do understand value, because Steve Stout said, to your point, Gert, there are some artists, he's like, I'm not telling anybody not to take a deal or sign with a record label. He said, there are some artists who don't have the confidence in their ability to do the work and to be great and so on and so forth. And so if you don't feel like you can do it on your own because it is hard and it is a road less traveled, if you don't feel like you can do that, then take the deal, take the 10 million, take the 5 million, because yes, that's something that is gonna change the, the, the trajectory of your finances for your family, so on and so forth. So it's all in the individual. If you have worth and you have value and you have confidence, then you should understand your value and you should go in with certain type of demands 
And then if they don't meet those demands, stand firm in your shit until you get the right situation. That's that's my take on that. Yeah, you gotta. I, I agree, hundred percent. We can't blame like I know Puffy get that stigma about him, but it, it it's at, at some point the artist got to take responsibility for signing that contract. Yo, there's no good. It's like I'm not saying that the artists don't. I just think that that's a, a it's a prey mentality. It's like a dog eat dog eat world mentality. And if you are really for your people, if you're trying to make a way for your people, I would never try to do something and take advantage of my people and then well, try wait. to be like, oh, I'm fighting for y'all now. No, so I, got a I got a question for you. Um, who, any name, right? Let's just say. Who you think Puffy's worst act was, like talent wise? You don't got to say a name. Like, let's just whoever, MC, whatever, right? That was his worst artist. How much do you think he invested in his own? Let's let's just say Mace, right? Mace was a, a, a artist on Bad top Boy. Tier. Yeah, he was top tier. How much of Puffy money do you think he invested into Mace? A lot. Out of his own pocket. I don't think he. Well, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how. I, I don't was. know how that works. But I think he was. He was heavily he was. invested into Mix. Right. You. You talking. You know advances. You talking about tours. You talk all of these different things. He had to put money up for Mace before Mace actually got that deal. Studio time, features, all of this shit is coming out of his pocket, right? Now you make it big. I'm investing. My investment may be X amount of dollars back. I'm looking for my, if you look at, you know, uh, Meg Thee Stallion, for example, she was messing with whoever she was messing with. They invested into her. She gets hot. And now she said, yeah, I want to go run with Hove them now that I'm hot. Yeah, but they wasn't fucking with you when you wasn't hot and you was taking my money and, you know, that got you hot, and now you want to go? That's okay, different. well... That's what I'm talking about. That's a I'm whole different my, scenario. Huh? That's a whole different scenario. What I'm talking about is contractual agreement. If you but it's have the same a contract, thing. No, it's not. Because I'm not talking about you investing in me, and then I decide to say, oh, I want to be with you no more than I'm happy. I want to renegotiate, and I want to go somewhere else. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you as a as a black person as a black person in position and power should not try to take advantage of another black person that does not have the same knowledge as you you should try to help them you should try to coach them that's why i said it's like a like a a prey on you mentality like oh i know you don't know better so i'm going to get you to sign this standard contract that i know is messed up that puts me at a higher level and you're going to take the short that's not what i'm i'm not saying that i'm saying that you as a african american this is why we are like this this is why black people can't get on one accord because you have people in those positions that don't sit there and stand up for the little man or, or that take morals and principles and values when it comes to business. They think business is shark mentality. Big shark, take little shark. No, you're supposed to help and uplift your people. So that's what I'm saying. That's but just I, moral. Do, right? so if it's you, your moral compass. Your well, moral compass should not allow you to sell somebody, to put somebody else in a bad position that they're going to be later. 
Let's agree to disagree though, because we kind of. Yeah, I'm done. I just had to say something because I. No, but real quick, do you think Drake? Do you think Drake uh, signed the standard contract? Yes. Yes. And he outperformed his standard contract to where he was in control, right? If we look at these artists, they don't outperform that stand. This is the standard contract. If you look at 50 Cent, 50 Cent said, I signed the standard contract. I told them I want to make another album to everybody in G-Unit got an album. That's the leverage that you get. If you look at Nelly, Nelly said, I signed the standard contract. And I told him I want to do another album to all of the St. Lunatics get an album. Everybody is getting the same standard contract. Once you outperform that contract, now they got to come to you. And now that's where you get your leverage. I don't know you. I'm about to give you a bag. I'm investing. You could take that bag and run off with. That's my money out the window. So it's where is the, the you know, the, the, equality for me investing in you yeah you know city to be the face of that because well, no. i'm saying no because th this is what I i'm just saying if that's a standard contract for let's just say atlantic who is who is uh it was, it was bad bad boys one? I don't know. Whoever. it was a derivative of somebody atlantic universal whoever uh, they were whoever huh uh, yeah whoever whoever yeah whoever all I'm saying is, is that if that was a standard contract there, that man passed that standard contract down to these other people that he gave that opportunity to. And I just felt like he probably should have not. That's all I'm saying. And that's where, real quick, that's where I disagree is because I, I believe he passed that standard contract down with the intentions of them outworking the contract and then being able for them to have the leverage to where they were able to do what your Drake's, your Nelly's, your all of these niggas did. That's all I'm saying. He gets a bad rap for that, and but none of them outperform. I, I, we could only say probably the locks is the only one that outperformed that contract. So all of these other did niggas- they, Or did they outfight their contract? I don't think but they outperformed. I don't, think, look, they I don't, I don't think, think they did. They, I think they had to fight. I don't think they outperformed their contract. I think, I think, because they weren't the most successful. Mm -mm. Um, I think, I think if anybody, it might, it probably would have been Mace. I'm saying outperformed it, meaning they kept going past them. That's not outperforming. Right? It's not outperforming. Outperforming. Yes, it no, it's not. No, it's not. Hold on. Wait, the listen, contract listen, is, me, is the me, only dudes moving listen. units. In, in my, in business in general, ROI is a thing. Return on your investment is a thing. Right. So to your point, I'm expecting a certain amount of return based on the investment that I made in you. So if I get that and more, that's the outperformance part mm -hmm. is getting more than what I initially yes. bargained to receive. That's yeah. what outperforming is. It's not about I, going on after the fact because that, yes, that's it not, is. No, it's not. Yes, no, it, it is. Oh, no, wait. Performing. Yeah, I got yeah, I got to listen. When I say outperform, that means, okay, you sign a five-album deal, right? However many, let's just say a five-album deal. If you continue, there, we don't know what the mark was, right? The mark could have been gold. If I made five gold albums post you, then I would have made, I would have made the rights on my contract. All I'm saying is, 
if we look at all of this is your interpretation and it, and it's incorrect because you maybe okay. you gotta so say you gotta say it differently. Okay. Yeah, outperform uh, isn't the right thing. Outperform isn't the right, all right phrase. Fine. I'm not saying I'll last all right. it. Take, I know. Take outperform, take outperform off the table. I'm saying they continue to make money in that space to where you could say down the line, he would have that contract would have been good. I don't know the terms and agreement of their contract. We don't know the terms and agreement of them specifically. But all I'm saying is if you look at any other bad boy artist, I would say Puff is in the red from that artist. You know what I'm saying? The locks bought their publishing and shit back. But if you look at Macy's in the red, Black Rob in the red. Um, well, well maybe may stop and, making music. So I, I understand what you're saying, but um, like, like the like fact is he's in red. He's in red for all of these things. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's let's move. Well, he on. got a bad pick of the litter. Maybe he need to pick better. <laughs> but, they say, but he gets the rap for making bad contracts when he didn't make money off none of these niggas. Got it. Got it. Got it. He made some. So look, are y'all um? Are y'all watching any new shows or shows in general? Like, or anything Queen that's- Queen of the South is coming back, dog. Only thing I watch is Blue's Clues, but <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> See, I got you. I'm gonna put you on to some dope shit, right? This is a sleeper. What's the they got a cartoon out called The Looney Tunes Show. When you get a chance, that is the funniest cartoon ever. What's this one? It's on HBO Max. Oh, okay. All right. But it's called the Looney Tunes show where Bugs and Daffy is roommates. It's kind of like an ongoing <laughs> shit. Daffy fell on hard times and he had to move in with Bugs. And he ain't going nowhere. The niggas living there for free. And he ain't going nowhere. Yo. Thank you. I got a new show. <laughs> but That's I the one. I am trying to watch Snowfall. Yeah, yeah. I am going to try to watch that again. And since The Godfather of Harlem is coming back, I'm definitely going to watch that. So yeah. I ain't got nothing to watch, really. Were. I like All American, too. Um, All American is, is I heard dope. that was good. Yeah, that's that's dope with Tay Diggs. That's that's pretty dope. Oh, Tay Diggs. Um, yeah, Tay Diggs is the coach. Do y'all think they're going to introduce Frank Lucas on The Godfather of Harlem? Well, I don't know because it's a timepiece, so they're staying specific to a certain certain years. So I don't know. I think his reign might have been seventies, and this that is that was his OG, like, right? This, uh, Bumpy no, was Frank's. Bumpy, yeah, yeah, Bumpy, Bumpy was Frank's, Frank's OG. OG. Yeah, yeah, he gotta introduce him. Well, not if they don't go past a certain year, though. But I think they probably will if they keep going with the uh, the trajectory of the show. You got to. Would y'all watch that spinoff? Frank? Yeah. As long as it's good. Spinoff with Frank? Yes. To answer your question, yes. But my thing is as long as it's good. I don't really, I don't really care. I, I just want good entertainment if you're trying to entertain me. Like but it, it'll be good. hard though for me to do that. Cause like, man, that's real alpaca. You gotta block that shit. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah, like that man played that movie. So of it's course. hard. You know, like, it's hard for me. Like, even with the, like, I know this is kind of weird, but even with like the little Selena thing on Netflix, I can't watch another Selena because I seen JLo body that. 
Yeah, so I didn't watch hard. it. I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I can't watch stuff after, I don't know, maybe. I keep it a bean. I still like Malcolm and Denzel. I always got to like, God damn. Yeah. Denzel. <laughs> yeah, he did that. He Malcolm? Did that. <laughs> I, yeah, I got to double take anytime I see a picture of Malcolm to make sure it ain't Denzel. But they had like 87 Malcolm since then. They've been doing Malcolm up. Like, so it's well, just- even even um I yeah, initially when I saw Godfather of Harlem and I saw the guy that they had for Malcolm, yeah. I was like, eh, but he's a good actor. He and, is. And as you get into the show, it's like, all right, I'm here with you. I can see it. Yeah. I'm but here you're not you. really Malcolm, but okay. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like, all right, I get it, but you ain't Malcolm. Yeah. Word. Um, so but Forrest Whitaker, can I ask y'all a question real quick? I got a question too. Go ahead, see. Ladies first. I be feeling like <laughs> thank you. I be feeling like Forrest Whitaker be too slow walky to be a killer though. Like I don't think he really has like killer mentality. Is he believable as a killer to y'all? Like how he be killing nah. people? He not to me either. Nah, he's not believable. I'm like, you gotta be a little quicker than that. No, the way he be drawing his knife, I be like, yo, Forrest, you gotta move faster than that. You can't be drawing that knife. Well, you know, you know what's funny on that point? Um, I'm not watching Queen Latifah as the equalizer. I'm not doing it. I never watched it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that. I'm not watching it. To laugh? I think that's gonna be good, bad. (laughs) <laughs> See, the thing about it is I like what they're trying to do they're trying to bring that woman into that space as a woman assassin but I don't think she should have been called the equalizer I think she should have yeah, been called, called something else, else. I, I agree with that too but I, just no no you don't we, think Queen Latifah you think she's too slow to kill people too I'm not I don't want to see that I don't want to see that. You think she can't run down the street and kill somebody? I think they waited too long for somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Should have got her when she was a little younger. Maybe it might have been a little more. Believable. So she's too old to be killing people. That's how I felt about Denzel. I felt like you he mean, was too old. I was about to say that. Denzel yeah, in a hardware wow. store. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. He was old as hell. I was like, yo, they would have killed him because you heard him in a hardware store killing people. I, I was like, how do you not? But the reason why the, the reason why, right, is because certain things that I don't feel like they just have to they have to um make the, the female version of it. Like Ghostbusters was the dumbest idea in the world. I didn't even watch it. I didn't watch it either, but it's like, yo, Ghostbusters, the story of Ghostbusters is four guys. You know what I mean? Like, why are we it, it, it this is not it's not a sexist thing. Like, just let that be sexist, my nigga. I'm you not. wild sexy. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> they ain't make no hey, uh, like, just they ain't make no male Charlie let, Angel. Let, let, huh? I did like I did like uh the Ocean Swell. Yeah, or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Ocean. That was good because that's real. But I'm talking about like they ain't make like no girl Charlie. I mean no male Charlie Angels or nothing like that. Just leave it coming. alone. Get Cuddy coming. Hmm? <laughs> Who you said? said? Coming. Get uh, Cuddy. Going to do that role. And they're going to try to have the girls be 007 and all this other stuff. I mean, like, come on. Come on. Some like, stuff you just got to stick to. Did, did y'all catch uh, Candace Owens uh, addressing <laughs> the uh, dress agenda? No, and I don't, I, don't, agenda? I don't care about Candace Owens. I like what she said. Sometimes like she all right. 
I mean, no, this she's is an not... intelligent woman. She's very intelligent. I don't want to take that away. No, she's intelligent. She is intelligent. She's not dumb, but she say dumb stuff sometimes. I think so, she's just pan. I think that what well, I think I don't even want to say. I don't know. I don't know I don't if she's pandering to white people or not. But I do think that she's. I think that she might be a little whitewashed in her in her thinking sometimes. And she's conservative. I when, yeah, for me, it, it, it's that if she's pandering or if she really feels that way. Because if she really feels that way, I believe it's room to have conversations. Yeah. But it, it always comes off as she's pandering. Right. Um, she put out, I don't know what she was on, if she was asked or what, but um, it was very interesting. She was talking about, um, you know, WAP being played at the Grammys, um, that being a agenda of some... Um, you know, what they choose to put on, where they choose to play it at. Um, somebody's, somebody did this. <laughs> well, look, the, Grammy, <laughs> the Grammys, yeah, but more importantly, CBS, they needed that. They needed that for ratings purposes. You but know I what know, I'm but, but, but you're watching that with your child. And but, but they don't care. Look, they don't care unless they receive backlash. Once it's backlash, so, then everybody's going to pull back. But they're gonna do. They're gonna take the risk because they up already. They could come out, make an apology statement, and move on, and they'll be fine. But they know. Look, we need this for ratings. We need this for shock value or whatever. They don't care. They all no, about the money. Pounding themselves the together, touching themselves with they their. They don't care. They know exactly what they. You don't. I don't. I don't believe that people at CBS at a network that's that reputable. I don't think that they don't know what they're doing so but you're, that's the point that's the point then who's using who well i think that the artists are oblivious like i think cardi and meg are oblivious to that because i don't think so i do i don't think that they see because i don't think that they see what they do as something that's an issue or a problem and so if you don't see it, an issue or I, I a problem with, with you, girls, because she said she don't allow her kids to watch that stuff or listen to it. That's true. So that's but it's an award so she see it as a problem. No, but it's an it's an award show at the highest rated award for that industry. And I don't think that they're gonna dumb down their performance at on that stage. I don't think that they're gonna do that. She could have not performed that song. It's her biggest song. No, it's not right now. It is. The I, question is. Who's using who? It being your biggest song don't matter because you could take that opportunity to uh preview your next biggest People song. have exactly That's people true. have performed songs that I really don't care about at the Grammys and stuff. They performed their new song, they did a snippet of their old song that got them there, That's and cool. then they do the new song. That's Usually cool. is what they do. She decided to do a snippet of the new new and then do the old one. So that's what makes me think that. Now, she know what she's doing. Yeah, she does. The do. question is, who's using who? CBS. I think it's probably more network than them, but they're using each other. I Definitely. think CBS because in turn, you get backlash and you get like, you know, cited for citations and stuff as the artist. You know, I don't know if CBS gets that too. Didn't they say that they was trying to cancel that song or something? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, whatever is right. To that degree, but whatever. I mean, I don't like the song anyway. So um, 
um see we know that um you know you got the 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 restock on the on the candles um did you want to you know say anything about um the line or anything you got anything new dang you put me on the spot absolutely sell it sell it <laughs> <laughs> nah I have a new spring uh, candle. It's called Pink Pepper Rose, I think. It smells really good. It's for spring, nice springy, you know, scent. And then I'll be having a new one coming out in summer. I probably have that one coming out in June. Word. For the summer. I and I'm going to say this, this. I ain't even just saying this because you the homie, but them candles smell amazing. Like, Thank you. So I, I feel like y'all should just go ahead and you know, spin your bread and, and get you some candles. Who don't like to smell good? Who don't like the crib to smell good? Like, yeah. you're a weirdo if you don't. Down effect. You're a weirdo if you don't like, if you don't like the crib smelling good. Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> you know, you gotta have your house. I gotta have my house smelling good because I'm the candle lady now. So it's just <laughs> like, when I be like, uh-uh, I gotta go fix this. I just make different stuff. Word. Oh, so, yeah. LuxCollectionLLC.com for your candles and your smell good. And that's L-U-X-E. Um, somebody now, asked me. Also want to give one shout out to my friend. She is um, selling hoodies that um, they protect your crown. She has her new colors in. It's a sage green shop. SophiaStylesMe.com. Uh, it's a mommy and me collection. So yeah, shop Word. that were and um you know make sure that y'all are subscribing to the pod make sure that you subscribe on apple and on spotify and make sure that you know you tell a friend to tell a friend and until next time anything rico you tell me that there's love here but to me it's blatant death with all the blood here dealing with satan plus with all the hate it's hard to keep peace uh -huh. thou shalt not steal but i will to eat I tried doing good, but good's not too good for me. Misunderstood, why you chose the hood for me? Me, I'm a hype, I just had to work hard at it. Went to grandma for the answer and she told me that God had it. So now here I am, confused and full of questions. Am I born to lose or is this just a lesson? And who is gonna choose when it gets turned around? And will it be laying in my own blood and on the ground? My child. Watch you grow up and I've been there uh -huh. Even at those times you least suspected it, I was there right. And look at what I've given you, a talent to rhyme I may not come when you call, but I'm always on time Somebody's knocking, should I let them in? Lord, we're just starting, but where will it Rico music, Rico music, Rico music, Rico music.